Hello, and welcome to the Roman Around League podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. In today's episode, I'm going to look back at the Washington football team Atlanta Falcons game this past week. It was an uneven performance with the offense leading the way and saving the day, just like everyone predicted in the preseason. As everyone can see, the defense is still nowhere near where it needs to be. A look at the matchup versus the Saints this week. It's a big chance for this team to get back over 500 for the first team, first time in years. Also look at some waiver wire pickups and matchup based starts for your fantasy football teams. A lot to cover, so here we go. Starting with the Atlanta game, you know, Heineke was really good. Um, sometimes better be lucky than good. I had a couple of situations where he was throwing across his body and throwing up for grabs, obviously on that Terry McLaurin second touchdown. That's a throw that you really don't want your quarterback to make, especially on a first and ten in a Brazil situation. It was unnecessary play, but obviously when you have Terry McLaurin back there, you can have that luxury to, you know, just give your chance to your best player on your team and let him do something. So it worked out there, but obviously that's not always going to be the case for Taylor. Um, but, you know, overall, he's an absolute gamer. Um, he's been responsible mostly for these teams' first two wins, you know, coming back to beat the Giants on the last drive, coming back to beat Land on this last drive. So kudos to him. Obviously, this is not how this team was envisioned, you know, to be set up. Defense is supposed to lead the way with, you know, not too much in the quarterback situation, whether it be Fitzpatrick or obviously Heineke now. So, um, you know, overall, he looked good, was really good in his progressions, really good in reads, make good decisions. Um, his arm strength still isn't, you know, what we what it is you know to be at a top tier for a quarterback but we we knew that going into the season especially on that deep cross that terry mclaurin during the game where terry was open but you know taylor hesitated um and you know wasn't able to get it to him because then he didn't have the arm strength to make up for the hesitation so he's a guy that always got to throw with anticipation um to be successful in this league and he has been for the most part when it comes to throwing anticipation that one was a you know, a pretty flaw, I mean, example of a flaw of his lack of arm strength. But other than that, you know, he definitely can still make, you know, all the throws in the book. And, you know, like I said, absolute gamer. Um, definitely someone you want on your team, you know, to make plays. Um, you know, it, it, he's someone that can help this team win throughout the year, and I expect him to. And hopefully as long as the defense can, you know, somewhat turn it around, you know, they'll be okay with Taylor behind the, behind center for them. Um, and, again, I like the way he was um, targeting Terry McLaurin. you got to get your best player the ball. Um, you know, want to spread the ball a little more around with Curtis Samuel coming back. Big loss this week, Logan Thomas, and potentially maybe Diamond Brown and Campson situation. So I'm looking to see what else happens these next couple weeks with him. But again, like the way Taylor responded, especially after that poor game against the Buffalo Bills. You know, Terry McLaurin showed he's the best player on this team. He showed his he showed his greatness with that frustration of the drop on that last drive. He kept bringing that up on the post game interviews. I mean, even in the locker room speech um, after the game that was caught on Twitter. A video that was posted by Twitter or the Washington Bowl team page. Um, you know, those are those are what makes the the great ones great. You know, you always see you know guys like Kobe and LeBron and um, Tom Brady always stress you know the, the things that made you know irritate them and what they want to work on. And Terry obviously had an absolute game, absolute amazing game, one of the best he's had of the season. Um, and you know, you know, arguably of his young career. And and he harps more on that drop and those two touchdown catches that were you know vital to the team's win. So um, Terry's just you know I love the way he runs his routes. He's great off. He's getting even better at the line of scrimmage. That's what he worked on this past summer. Great at the catch point, contested catches, not a problem for him. Even being not the biggest receiver, he always goes up and gets the ball, and not afraid of contact. So um, just absolutely love Terry McLaurin's game. And uh, watch football teams are fans are really lucky to have him on this team. J.D. McKissick was great. All game, um, obviously, touchdown play goes without saying. Athleticism to basically fly from the four yard line into the end zone, and also the key catch on that drive as well in third down, where he spun away to elude a tackler to get the first down in the red zone. He was a beast, and you know what goes 
isn't as brings into it as he had, he was great in blitz pickup all all game you know when uh, Atlanta was bringing an extra you know rusher off the edge JD did a great job of giving Taylor some extra time and not afraid to use his body and put his body on the line to you know sacrifice for the team so love that about JD McKissick he's one of the better players in this offense I liked that they're getting him more involved these last couple weeks and as he should um, um, they can keep him in there with Antonio Gibson, but sometimes obviously he takes some reps away from Gibson. But McKissick is, you know, a really vital aspect of this offense and someone that you know, this team is looking to give him an extension after this year, considering he's a free agent. Antonio Gibson is a warrior. You can tell that he's not, you know, 100%, but he's running. I love the way he runs with patience. It's almost Le'Veon Bell as prime Le'Veon Bell from the last couple weeks I've seen. He's definitely getting better at that. Runs with precision. He's in really good, you know, seeing the lanes, cutbacks. Um, he's only getting better. I think he's going to be one of the best running backs in the NFL once he hits his absolute peak, um, and, and it's coming. Um, you know, I think someone they need to they need to get him the ball a little more. He was having some success against Atlanta. Um, I expect him to have a good game against New Orleans this week um, out of the backfield, and you know, hand the ball off to him. So Gibson is a guy this team could definitely build around him. Um, someone that, um, like I said, is only going to get better with more reps that he gets because he's it's amazing that he's this effective just basically playing running back for a year and a half. You get the return of Curtis Samuel. Um, obviously, he had a limited game plan. Um, he was eased back into it. Wasn't given a full workload, which to be expected after that injury, and especially really not practicing very much at all since May. Um, so someone that, again, I've talked about in this podcast before in a film breakdown for him over the summer. He's going to bring a lot of avenues to his offense, a lot of ways to get in the ball. He's going to line up in the backfield, line up in the slot, line on the X and Y positions. So Curtis Samuel is a guy that I'm really excited about for this team. Had a Three first down catches out of the four catches. Um, I expect him to get some more run this week, especially with even some more injuries in the back end of that receiver room. So uh, Curtis was you know, really nice to see him back out there. O-line was solid again. They gave Taylor a lot of time. It really helps with Taylor's elusiveness because that has also helped. It's also good for an offensive line when they know they have you know a guy that can you know get out of sacks and at least move the pocket a little bit. So they've been solid again. I've really uh, been impressed with Sam Cosme and Charles Leno on the outside. Um, so I think it's, you know, they've been good these really last two or three weeks and hopefully that will you know, be the case going forward. DeAndre Carter was absolute, um, you know, boom for this team and that kick return to open the second half, um, showed what he could do, why he was kept on this team, why Ronda Barrett, you know, want to hit raw spot for him over some other receivers. And yeah, it's great to see, you know, DeAndre Carter has been great at kick returner this year, evident that touchdown been good at punt returner um and he had a nice catch for 24 yards in that final drive as well with all the injuries in the receiver the receiver course so carter's a guy that you know might get some more receiver run here soon if some of these guys don't you know aren't able to play this week against the saints um obviously this even though it was a win it was a costly win you had injuries to logan thomas brandon sheriff deami brown cam sims that's only on the offensive side of the ball um logan looks like he'll be out a week or two um if not more hopefully he's back um, definitely want to see Ricky Sills Jones step up in his step up in his stead. I think Sills Jones is ready for it. I like. I'm really intrigued by him. He's had some good games here though over the last couple years with the Browns and Cardinals, um, and I think he's going to do or do do well on the time off. Um, John Bates is going to be tied in too, and Samus Reyes is going to be active now on game days. So let's see if he gets in the ball games. I know he likes his blocking, so we'll see what happens. Brandon Sheriff's is out. Um, Wes Schweitzer is going to come in and replace him like he did during the game. Schweitzer is a solid guard. And he can start for some teams in this league. So I don't think it's too much to drop off. As good as Sheriff is, I think Schweitzer is going to do more than enough to hold his own. Um, is it, I guess we'll hear from practice today about Rivera, um, what's going on with Yami and Cam Sims. Cam Sims is a hamstring. Yami Brown has a knee injury. There was really no updates given on them. Um, if those two are out, then I think they need to elevate someone from the practice squad, whether it be Antonio Gandy-Golden or Calvin Harmon. 
But because of that place, then you really just have Dax Milne and DeAndre Carter uh, to back up, you know, Humphreys, um, Curtis, and Terry. So um, hopefully those guys are all right, but usually hamstring injuries are more than a week. So I'm sure Cam might be out. And plus, he'd be a big loss on preseason, uh, excuse me, on special teams. He's been a really good gunner uh, on punt coverage. Um, Moving over the defense, defense was atrocious again. Um, it's almost just redundant to keep talking about it. They're making the same mistakes throughout this first month of the season, and it's painful to watch. Um, you would think they'd make adjustments by now. I think it's on the players. I think it's on Del Rio. Um, something obviously needs to be changed. There's no real rush right now. Um, they have to play as a unit. I'd love to see some T&E stunts. Um, you know, we're maybe Curtis, excuse me, uh, Dron Payne or Jonathan Allen's taking out a guard and a tackle, and that allows uh, Montez Sweat and Jason to come on the inside and, you know, be a free rusher. Um, just stuff like that, and maybe they are running them. I just not seeing them, and or maybe not running them effectively. But those are just you know free up some guys. Obviously, Chase is getting chipped a lot. Montez is getting chipped, chipped not as much as Chase, but so that, I mean, they're automatically going to be you know hindered just because they're getting you know, knocked off the ball. Um, so it's something that has to be rectified. The Saints have a really good offensive line. I'll get into that when they preview them. So hopefully they can build. All, they but they still gotta you know show what they are. They're supposed to be one of the best defensive lines in the league. So. They need to start playing like it. Um, you know, Tori McTire, I thought, was pretty poor during the game, playing for Benjamin St. Juice. That penalty he had that was not was thrown out was the P.I. to him. That was a... It should not have been thrown out. That was a P.I. I'm glad they picked it up for the Washington's sake. But, you know, other than that, the Washington got away with it. might have been a makeup call for the Chase Young roughing the pass penalty, which was not roughing the passer at all. Um, my biggest complaint on that is Chase, I don't know why he tried to even i guess elbow him he's a better player than that he got a rat matt ryan up and take him to the ground obviously that could lead to a ref and pass penalty too but i just didn't like the chase's effort on that tackle attempt um overall that being said still should not have been roughing the passer so that tory mattire penalty throwaway might have been in a makeup call per se but uh you know, overall, I guess the defense did not play well. They got the stop that they needed to at the end of the game. I think it was more of a bad play call in Atlanta. They were not stopped all day on third down. They should have kept pushing the ball. They were being a little conservative there, but for Washington's case, it worked out. Um, linebacking core, I think Holcomb and Davis should be the duo at linebacker going forward, and as it should be now with John Bosick out with injury with that torn pack out for the season. I think Jamin Davis is going to have his growing pains, but he's gotten better each week. Um, he, he was a raw player coming into the league, and he's going to continue to be raw. He's going to make some mistakes, but his athleticism is going to make up for some of that. And it's, he's going to be better than Bosick just because he can make up some for based on his pure ability. Um, so I really like Jamin Davis. Again, there's going to be some growing pains here and there, but he's still a really good young prospect and someone that's going to build with Cole Holcomb going forward. Um, and Holcomb, I thought, had a really good game against Atlanta. He's been pretty solid all year. I like the play where he ripped it out of, uh, ripped it out of the play when Jamie Davis was holding up. I can't remember who it was. It might have been Patterson or Mike Davis. But either way, it's like that mentality. Unfortunately, they called you know, forward progress being stopped, but still like that you know effort on defense. Secondary was a mess again. Poor tackling. William Jackson third was flat out bad. A couple PI penalties. He looked lost out there in coverage a few times on Ridley. They're lucky Ridley wasn't able to hold on a couple more of those deep passes. Um, McTire. Did not play well. His preseason coverage did not play. Did his preseason play is not carried over the regular season, and you know, unfortunately for him, he did towards ACL on that last play of the game with the Hail Mary, so he's out for the season. Danny Johnson came up to take his roster spot. Um, Fuller was up and down. He had a few nice moments. Also, you know, got beaten coverage that touchdown to Cordell Patterson left sideline. He's a good head around on that play. But also, you got to tip your hat. That's a good pitching catch from Matt Ryan to Cordero Patterson. Landon was poor tackling. It was evident on that one Cordero Patterson touchdown. It was a tough cover for him coming across the line. Uh, other side of the field, but still got to make a better effort in that tackle. And, you know, he's, his forte is not coverage, and he needs 
to not I think he needs to be moved more to linebacker and that's just a fact especially with Bostic out I think it's the time to do it it's up to him if he's you know willing to do it but Cam Crow needs to be out there almost every play because I think he's the best safety on this team um especially in that rotation between Bobby McCain and Landon Collins. So maybe Landon can accept playing some linebacker and help out this team because this team just needs to do whatever it can to improve defensive play. Bob McCain was, you know, okay. He'd been on Patterson's touchdown. He admitted that, and obviously he was upset with the media coverage that this defense has been getting. And, you know, he's got to understand that's their job, and this is what what else are they going to write about. The defense is playing horrible, um, and it's had such high expectations and it needs to eventually build on those, um, especially with all these tough offenses coming up um, with the Saints, Chiefs, Green Bay, um, these next three weeks. So um, hopefully they will give the media some more happy articles to write about because this defense definitely needs it for this team to be successful. Uh, moving on to the Washington Saints game, you know, biggest focus needs to be stopping or, stopping or limiting Alvin Kamara. He's one of the best players in the NFL. I think he's the best tackle breaker in the NFL. Take three or four guys to get him down. He's slippery out there. Great balance. Um, really, really effective with the ball in his hands. Doesn't matter how New Orleans gets it to him. They're relying on him a lot. He's their best player by far right now, especially with Michael Thomas out. He can make the defense look silly. And like I said, he's a variety of ways to get involved. If this team had trouble bringing down Mike Davis and Cordero Patterson, I can't imagine what it's going to be like against Alvin Kamara. So they really, really need to hone on that tackling this week. Um, pursuit to the ball three or four guys to the ball every time don't assume that he's going to go down they need to see constant hustle um because kamara is going to make them pay if they do not you know play um with their hair on fire um gotta pressure Jameis winston he gets frazzled and makes bad decisions when he is blitzed just like any other quarterback but obviously has a history of throwing interceptions he's been in solid this year still prone to the mistake he had a couple poor game against carolina because carolina has a pretty you know, really good defense right now. Um, so I think they can, you know, maybe take some, implement some of that Carolina game plan. Jameis, like I said, he will get frazzled and make some bad decisions. Um, this team has to bring some pressure, whether it's from the down four um, or on the blitz, you know, blitzing Cam Curl or Kyle Fuller or Jamin Davis, Cole come off the edge or in the middle. So um, that has to be part of the game plan. New Orleans is a really good online, but this is supposed to be an elite defense alliance. So they got to make plays. There's no excuse. They have to get home. It's Ron Armstead and Ryan Ramchek are elite tackles at left and right tackle, but Chase and Montez still need to make their plays. You know, they want to be elite edge rushers, so let's see it going against the best of tackle. Um, Ruiz, Andres Pete, Eric McCoy are you know, really good inside interior offensive linemen as well. Eric McCoy has been banged up at center, so he might go not go, but Carlos Ruiz, um, Cesar Ruiz, excuse me, and Andres Pete are still really good guards. So, this, like I said, this is a good solid offensive line, um, but I still don't want to see it as an excuse. Defense still has to make plays because. They're supposed to be an elite front four and four front seven. If they want to show it, they got to start putting on film. They haven't done it in the first four weeks, so let's see it happen here in week five. Um, lack of weapons on the outside for New Orleans. Marquez Callaway and Deontay Harris are their starters right now. Callaway is a big play threat, um, but they haven't really been able to hit him too much. They hit a deep pass for about 50 yards last week against the Giants, so that is someone to watch out for. And obviously, defense has had some. Lapses in the coverage this the year, and that's obviously everyone has seen that, so hopefully it doesn't continue this week. Adam Troutman and Jawan Johnson are their tight ends. They haven't been too effective. Jawan Johnson has been a really big red zone threat, so that's someone they need to keep an eye on when they get inside the 20. Um, the sec secondary needs to contain this group. The secondary on paper, and that hasn't been the case all year, is better than this receiver core they're going against. There's no Michael Thomas to contend with. Um, Deontay Harris has a lot of speed, but you know, again, someone they can you know hopefully neutralize. Mark West Callaway, big play threat, um, but still he's an undrafted rookie going into his second or third year, so they just have to you know man up, play you know and just, you know play good coverage. Um, they're more talented, and that's the bottom line. And I see the show on Sunday. 
Sean Payton is absolute wild card going against a Rio. Del Rio has been a, no matter what he says, he's been a bad play caller this year. I don't care what anyone says. He has not adjusted. He has not done anything to help this defense, in my opinion. And Sean Payton is one of the best play callers in the NFL and has been for the last 15 years. So he's, I know he's watching film on this defense and his attack. He has ways to attack it every which way, left and right, up and down the middle. So I think he's someone that you know could win this matchup just purely on his football mind because Payton is one of the best in the NFL. Uh, Saints defense is coming off a bad performance but have a lot of talent. You got Cam Jordan, Demario Davis, Marshawn Lattimore, Marcus Williams, Malcolm Jenkins, etc. Um, definitely some defensive players to contend with. Like I said, they had to give up a huge game to Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley last week. Um, so hopefully Washington can do, do the same. O-line has to watch out for Cam Jordan. He's still one of the best defensive ends in the NFL. Should be able to handle Shy Tuttle and Ringo on the inside. Um, Passing Wads are other edge rusher right now with Marcus Avport in the IR. So Cam Jordan is by far their best defensive lineman. So they got to you know, neutralize him and do a good job of that because I think they can get some running. and They, they can run effectively against this group, um, especially if they run away from Cam Jordan. Lattimore will be tough on Terry. He's, you know, he's one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL, but Terry's gonna get still gonna get his. You know, Terry's one of the best receivers in the NFL, so I think Terry's still gonna have a really good game. Lattimore hasn't been as effective these last couple of weeks. He's dealing with an injury, so I think Terry's gonna be able to capitalize that. And those, that's a battle going back to Ohio State days. I'm sure they both know each other well. I'm looking for Curtis Samuel to get more involved. You know, have to figure out. You know who is the other outside receiver if Sims or Brown are out because obviously it seems like Curtis still not going to get a full set of plays so they got to see who else is going to step up whether that's bringing up AGG from Nebraska or Kevin Harmon like I mentioned earlier or they give some more opportunities to Dax Miller and DeAndre Carter as possible as well. I think Ricky Seals Jones could have an impact. He has a lot of talent. You guys saw that in week two when that you know game you know, leading touchdown against the Giants great throw obviously by Taylor but obviously Ricky Seals Jones has a lot of talent. He's got to make Get a little better on those tests and catches. He's had some more opportunities this year and it hasn't been able to come through. So he's not as good as Logan Thomas in that situation. He's not as good as Logan Thomas overall, but I think rookie So Jones can still have a good impact um, while Logan is out. Um, Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick need to be involved early and often. Two of the best playmakers on this team. They can build off what Saquon Barkley did last week. There was a lot. Saquon had a lot of you know runs after catch. Um, his, running, his rushing stats weren't as great, but he had a 50-yard pass, pass play. Tenno Gibson and J.D. McKissick are just as effective as him and can do the same kind of things as him. Um, so I think it, those two will be vital to a success this weekend if Washington is going to get a win. And I think Washington will pull this one out 24-21. Not fully confident about that, but right now I'm leaning towards that way. I think this team um, really has to get a win here to stay alive in the NFC East. Unfortunately, Dallas does look very good um, and is you know built, hitting on all cylinders right now. And if they can get to 3-2 and two before having to host Kansas City the following week and going to Lambeau Field against the Green Bay Packers the week after that, that will be very good. Because even those two, those two, they could still go three and four. So either way, this week is you know very, very important to how this October is going to go. Lastly, just want to hit on the two surprise cuts of the week. Jalen Smith being released by the Dallas Cowboys and Stephon Gilmore being released by the New England Patriots. Gilmore obviously is one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL, even at age 31, coming off an injury. Yes, it would be awesome for this team to get him. I don't see that happening. Gilmore's going to go probably more to a contender like Tampa Bay, Kansas City, maybe even San Francisco, teams like that. And he apparently wants $15 million a year, even just right now. So I don't think Washington is interested in that right now, especially already as much as capital they've already shouted out to that cornerback position, being William Jackson at 14 a year and Kenneth Fuller at $10 million a year. I mean, those guys obviously aren't living up to that right now, but it's hard to justify giving another $15 million a year to Stephon Gilmore. Jalen Smith is a little more obtainable. He's a linebacker. He's still only 26 years old. Had a really good year for Dallas a few years ago. His plays leveled off the last year or two. Um, 
I think his career still is never as good as it should have been after he had that devastating knee injury in his last collegiate game against Ohio State, I think, in the Fiesta Bowl. So he's still someone I would consider bringing in, especially on the cheap, if that's what you know they can get him for. He's better than what this team has right now um, with all the injuries, with Bostic just going out. There's no problem with bringing in with him, especially if it's his lesser price um, to pair with John Bostic and, excuse me, not John Bostic, replace John Bostic and pair with Jamin Davis and Cole Holcomb. So that's someone I would be intrigued by. I think it sounds right there. And even if nothing else, get some intel on Dallas right now. Obviously, if you get a guy like that, I'm sure he wants revenge against Dallas. And he can give anything they can that he can help out with um, from Dallas' offense perspective for this Washington defense. Because they'll need all the help they can get going against Dallas at this rate. Um, moving on to fantasy football. Uh, you got right now, I like Taylor Heineke going against the Saints this week. Heineke's been a really solid play You know, his last three weeks. He has at least 22 points in all three starts this season. The New Orleans Saints defense just gave up 40 yards to Daniel Jones. Um, I think you could, if you don't have a consistent QB1, I think Taylor Heineke is a nice spot start this week. Uh, you got Damon Williams running back for the Bears playing at Las Vegas this week. He had 10 touches for 70 yards and a touchdown. Um, stepping in for Dar um, David Montgomery for the Bears last week. Montgomery's in about 45 weeks, so Damon Williams looks like he's going to be the guy going forward. He does have a thigh bruise himself, so keep out for the, look out for that. Uh, but look at uh, Khalil Herbert if both are out. Herbert's the third string running back right now. Um, Samaj P. Ryan against the Packers. He will be the bell cow running back for Cincinnati with Joe Mixon out. Um, obviously, Washington fans will remember the name P. Ryan. He had a few good games. Uh, Washington drafted him in the fourth round back in 2017. Um, so he's a tough physical runner. He, you know, definitely tough to bring down in the open field. Um, definitely north and south kind of guy. I think the Bengals will rely on him if Mixon is out for the foreseeable future. You got Jamison Crowder, another former Washington player, um, going against the Atlanta Falcons this week. He had seven catches, 61 yards, and a touchdown last week in his season debut. He's a perfect outlet and option for a young quarterback like Zach Wilson. Um, Wilson continues to look at the slot. It's been the most you know targeted position for him so far this year, and Crowder is one of the better slot receivers in the NFL. I think Crowder is going to continue to have a good you know season this year, especially in PPR leagues. Then you got Randall Cobb. Uh, for the Green Bay Packers, he's playing at the Bengals this week. He had five catches, 69 yards, two touchdowns. Obvious, you know, long-term chemistry building rapport with Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, they're back together this year. And with Martez Valdez scantling out, Cobb's even going to get more opportunities. And that was evident this past week. Um, and the last eight tight end, I got Dawson Knox playing at Kansas City this week. He has at least 10 points in his last three games, four touchdowns in the last three games. Um, overall, Dawson Knox is someone that Josh Allen's looked for in the red zone and really just looking for him overall in that offense. A lot of teams are keen on Stephon Diggs, so that's leaving, over, leaving the middle of the field open for guys like Dawson Knox to get opportunities. Well, with that, that will include this Roman League episode. Watch football team had a thrilling win last week, and we'll look to get some momentum in Week 5 versus New Orleans Saints. I hope some of those fantasy tips will help you in your leagues. Next week, I'll be back with a new episode previewing the Washington team versus the Chiefs game with a look back at the Saints game. You can follow me on Twitter at NFLScout21 and Instagram at RomanRLeague underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.